Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive. Is my mic a little low? I can barely, there we go. I can barely hear me. I turned me up a little bit. And it's like, I can yell louder. Drew, Drew I'm going to say it. Turn your headphones up. All right. I see that thing over there. That thing is on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. All right. All right. Hey, it's Friday. It's Friday. I mean, you know, I, 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 who was right, who was sitting, who was sitting here? Was it uh, Jacob? Was it Jacob? I think so, yeah. Sitting here? I guess he was, he must have been really, like, oh, golly, that's, let me back <laughs> off the mic a little bit. I, I don't want to be that close. I know he's doing better. And we're all glad that he's back. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's the drive here on this Friday. TGIF, everybody. Uh, some, some areas of town had a little something that was wet on the windshield, and it wasn't bird stuff. I mean, I think it rained a little it bit. It wasn't bird stuff. No, it wasn't. Well, I had. That's all I have on my windshield. Well, actually, I, was, you know, I got a few big drops on the way of rain. out to my, yes, of rain on the way to my house. But I live out near Chihuahua, and as soon as I cross the bridge on Wright's Mill, I've said this many times before, um, weather and rain is, rain is, you know, uh, storms, rain seem to, uh, to stay north of the interstate, and it's my feeling that it just follows the path of least resistance. It comes up the interstate along those big channels, and it's tougher once it's there for it to come south. So we didn't get any rain out at my house, much to my dismay. But uh, some some areas of Auburn got uh, got a, a little rain. I think it's moved on through now. Which I mean, there were drought warnings in the area, and there still are earlier this week. <laughs> still are, and, and people yeah. are not. You know, people are, are discouraged from uh, from burning. But I know there's a lot going on in the Auburn Opelika area this weekend. So that's probably yeah. I mean, and folks don't want it to rain a whole lot this weekend with the things that are going on. And it looks like the rain is has gone. So uh, your outdoor plans should be fine. Yeah, here's for hoping the for, for the weekend. Here's hoping for beautiful weather. I know there are a lot of people in town for uh, the, uh, the 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 rodeo slash concert. I'm not uh, I'm not as plugged into modern music as I, I used to be. I'm I'm honestly. Yeah, it I'm, happens the older you get. I know, and and at some point, you know, but <laughs> but even as a younger person, I, you know, I realized I realized it at one point that I was you know I'd lost. I'd lost that close touch that I had. You know, you know what it was for me was, I mean, yes, part of it was getting older, but I think also streaming services made it easier to go back. That's right. It really, it really is, and and you can you can hear some other things, and it's hard to break away from, from right. And, from and I've become, familiar things. Sometimes. You know, about about a decade ago, I became a lot more interested in filling in the blanks on artists that I knew about, but I hadn't heard their albums before, mm-hmm. and that makes it tougher to keep up with. I mean, aside from maybe people that have been around for a long time. So I am, confession, I am largely unfamiliar with Zach Bryan, who is headlining 
uh, tomorrow's uh, concert and is like a, a very big deal. I mean, he is playing he is playing stadiums next summer on his tour. He's got the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, it's a handful of artists, right, that can tour. Oh yeah, no kidding. And, and fill stadiums, and this guy is one of them. And he's and he's playing uh, Auburn Opelika uh, tomorrow, and it's. Uh, the secondary market tickets are crazy too, Bill. I don't know if you want to you know, take take a gander there and see what see what those things. Wow. Because I guess for some, I mean, it's un- until next summer's stadium tour, it's their only chance to see them live. So yeah, there's a uh, there's I could tell last night there's a lot of especially for a bye week, mm-hmm. a lot of well that's when you that's when you want to have yeah. events like that though is on a bye sure week. and a lot a lot of activity. Uh, we've been running the the, the syrup sopping day uh, promos right. here on the show. That's that's something that I've heard. Nothing but positive things from people who like grew up going to it or have been to one recently, and so uh, I've I've never been to that before, and I may make my, uh, I, I may make my inaugural appearance, Bill. I might, might try to uh, try, try the uh, the syrup side. Yeah, we're still we're, we're still planning on doing it. I mean, I've got uh, R- Rob. Rob has uh, called and convinced me to to try to be on with him. In is, the there, morning, is there so. something I is there something I absolutely have to do if I do if I go the I mean you, you've no, I don't know I mean it just just hit as many I mean it, it's 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 really interesting. We I heard mean, a rumor about some of the crafts and and uh, you know we, we heard a rumor about sweet potato biscuits right which is something oh that, yeah, yeah well I mean it's it's in the ad yeah I'm very it's in the ad <laughs> yeah I mean I mean so you've got uh, yeah that's that's going on tomorrow starting at seven going seven to four got. Uh, um, Shiny Ribs playing at the uh, Standard Deluxe on uh, Saturday night. We've got tickets to uh, to see uh, the Band of Heathens in, in Montgomery on Sunday. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, are, it's, it's going to be going to be a cool weekend. And then we should tell people Monday we are doing an hour yeah. because the Braves and the Phillies. Because something else going on this weekend is the start of the baseball postseason. Starting tomorrow, uh, no, the start the start of the next round. Yes, the start the division series. The not division. Yeah, it's series. the NLDS. Yeah, okay. It's it's a wild card round, and then the NLDS. Yes, and then the it's the division series, and yes. it turns out actually to be the division series in the National League. It is. You've it's got for, the two Western Division teams playing, and the two Eastern Division teams playing. Right, and in a rematch of last year's NLDS, the Braves and the Phillies, uh, the teams that have represented the National League in the last two World Series, uh, will square off, and those two teams uh, will, will will carry as much. Of that series as we can, including yeah, m- including Monday, we're going to carry the entire game. So that means we will be on for one hour on Monday. We'll be on four to five, and then we'll have the entire um, Braves Phillies yep. game. And if, and if there are scheduling conflicts later in the week, uh, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to stay on the air and join Braves Phillies in progress. That's I right. Believe. Since That's it is plan. you know another big SEC matchup next week, Auburn and LSU. Yeah, because the, the games three and four in that series will be on Wednesday and Thursday, and the plan is to carry those on ESPN 106.7 uh, as as much of them as possible while still uh, keeping the original programming up because. Auburn LSU a week away, and that'll be a big game for Auburn coming off the bye week. And how big? Who knows how big it's going to be for LSU? LSU on the road at Missouri oh, tomorrow. I think no matter, no matter. Yeah, what, but I mean, yeah. it's even it's it's You're it's right. I mean, it could be the end for the season basically for LSU if they lose tomorrow and 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 come home. LSU, there's nobody I don't think that thought LSU could be a three loss team. By the time Auburn made the trip to Baton Rouge? So often, Bill, we are talking about coaches on the hot seat and games that coaches have to win to keep the, the barbarians at the gate. So often it's Auburn involved in the dance, 
And yeah, so, not this year. No, no, yeah, but but in the last couple of seasons. Oh, yeah, and you're so, right. So it is fun to grab a soft drink and some popcorn and sit down. And this weekend, you've got a Saban versus Jimbo matchup yep. that is just fascinating. Yeah, A&M's a little better than, I mean, they've started playing much better since that Miami game. That's going to be a – I think that's going to be a heck of a ball game. And Brian Kelly is in a world of hurt if LSU Well, he is. Well, um, as, as – uh, did, did Tech say yesterday, Matt House may be housed before – you know, if, if LSU gives up a lot of points and loses to Missouri, they may they may have a new defensive coordinator for the Auburn game. And it may be – who knows? It may be Pete Jenkins. And that's – Who has been brought on as uh, – uh, well, I'm – He's been brought on to help them. I'm not sure the exact title. Is he sort of he's, – he's like an understudy analyst, quality yeah, he's control been, or he's something. Been he's been brought gotta, in to help the, the defense. The trendy non-coach terms lately that I've seen are special assistant to the head coach. Right. We've seen that, quality control. What's Kent Austin officially? Isn't he – he's not – because he's not a coach, but he's got a – No, he does have, he does have a title. I mean, he's – He's not just an analyst. The former, the former TCU coach um, uh, uh, Gary Patterson uh, was was on the was on the staff at Texas, but not really on the staff. But had sort of a mm-hmm. like that. That's be, that's become an increasingly trend, especially if you have inexperience or you know the opportunity to add someone who maybe doesn't fit a coordinator type position, but could still uh, help the program. So yeah, I, I think that's a. But no, I just just it's amazing how quickly things have changed for how we, how we talk about LSU and they could turn it around right like they could win they have the talent to win out i mean based oh, on Oh they definitely do. I mean they have the talent to win out but they also could drop this one and maybe another one and maybe the Alabama game coming up and you're talking about like way more losses than folks had on Oh the no radar kidding or, and and the, the reason I couldn't were. give you the title that Pete Jenkins has is because LSU has not announced his title. LSU just announced that they are bringing Pete Jenkins back to help their defense. That is his title. He has been hired to help the defense. Pete, Je- okay, so Pete Jenkins has been hired to help. Okay, so, so it's, they, okay. <laughs> I I didn't know if they had a spot. I guess whatever. Um, but I mean, Pete's been uh, he's been co- he's been coaching for over well almost sixty years, and uh, of course had a had a stint at Auburn. Um, and if LSU goes out tomorrow on the road against Missouri and I think wins convincingly, it would be a sign that they've righted the ship to a degree. Yeah, well, I mean, it also could be a sign that, you know, we really haven't known what Missouri is. And Missouri was punching above their weight mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, against a, a They a do have really that win over SEC Kansas team. State. They do have a win over Kansas State. So, I mean. And think of a, who has a more impressive non-conference win in the Southeastern Conference? Than Missouri against Kansas yeah. State? Yeah, think about it. There's not. I don't think there no, is one. You're right. I mean, Kansas the, the big, than, the big Kansas names. Kansas State's better than Cal. Yeah. Um, whoever Vandy beat. Kansas State's uh, probably better than Tulane. Yeah. Uh, who Ole Miss beat. Um, probably better than Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. In that, in that, in that, who also Missouri beat Memphis too, right? Oh, that's true. I mean, so I mean, you've got yeah in uh, in the game in St. Louis. So, um, so I mean, I. Yeah, the rest the rest of those big matchups for the SEC non-conference didn't go well. Tennessee beat Virginia, but I don't know. I, 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 I mean, definitely think Kansas State's better. Yeah, I was going to say I think Virginia's Virginia uh, has a, has a, a group of five loss as well worked in there. So, yeah, that's that's probably true. So uh, Missouri LSU may, maybe doesn't have 
uh, doesn't doesn't have quite the sizzle of A and M versus Alabama. No, it doesn't. But because still, because of the brands, but, the Missouri brand is is nothing that people go, oh wow, that's a that's that should be a great game. But I think that looks like a great. And that's, I those think those it are does. back to back, right? That's an eleven a.m. It's, a, it's a, the eleven a.m. game against. Uh, you got back to back to back. You've got the the uh, LSU LSU Missouri, then then Alabama A and M, and then Kentucky Georgia. Now, do you do, do you think Kentucky Georgia is a close game? I in do. the Second half. I do. Interesting. Is it is it based on doubts? Based about on the fact that uh, that that Auburn ran the ball pretty well against Georgia and Kentucky runs the ball very well. Now Devin Leary can't be the turnover machine that he's appeared to be thus far. Uh, if 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 Kentucky can avoid turning the ball over a good bit against Georgia, then yeah, I think that could be a heck of a ball game. A lot closer than the line. I think it could be closer than 14 and a half. For We've sure. seen, you know, you know what's been remarkable this year, and I wonder how much of it has to do with the the turnover uh, that we're seeing in in rosters. Uh-huh. This, I mean, this is this is a guess, unscientific. We're seeing teams that are, in my view at least, way. I mean, the 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 difference between the version you get at home and the version you get on the road seems to be drastically different in ways like you think about Auburn right like the Auburn team that went on the road to Cal and struggled for much of that oh yeah you're seeing teams that are night and day home and away yeah and I'm worried about Georgia Kentucky going to Athens true that's like that oh if there were yeah I mean the last couple of times it's been in Athens it has been a route yeah and the last couple of times it's been in Lexington Georgia has struggled to score period yeah Yeah, I, I think this if this game were in Lexington I would be very worried about Georgia's win streak. I'd be thinking this has. Yeah, a, I'm not so much picking Kentucky to win. I just think they can. I think they can keep it closer than two touchdowns. Of the, if I had to pick it between the three what? underdogs that I, that I would pick to win straight up. Let's just. To, I mean, is is there one that you feel better about? Yes. Covering than the other two. Yes. Between between Kentucky. Between, no question. Between Kentucky getting 14 and a half in Athens. Um, we'll leave Ole Miss, Arkansas out of this for a second. Yeah, Kentucky, you can leave that one out, even between, though I think that one could be close. So with, with the numbers I've got right now using the ESPN And app, we'll leave Florida Vandy out, even though that might be a little closer I've got, than I've got LSU getting. Uh, I've got LSU giving Missouri five and a half mm-hmm. in Columbia. I think that's too much. I think we've got Alabama's number is down to two and a half in uh, College Station. And I think that's too much. You think, you think A&M wins? I think A&M wins. I think, you know, I've, I've come around on that, too, in a way that makes me a little bit nervous because I hate picking against Alabama. I, I, yeah, I understand because home and, home well, and no, I don't hate picking against Alabama. I just hate being wrong when I do it, and that's usually the case. But A&M can match up physically up front with Alabama. I think they can, they can handle Alabama. Alabama's offensive line was supposed to be so much better this year. They're giving up sacks. Alabama is not running the ball very well. Um, you know that Alabama is averaging five yards more total offense than Auburn is. Alabama is 10th in the SEC in total offense. That plays well for, for A&M and, and Max Johnson at home. Uh, I like A&M in this game. I do. I, I think that the – I can't shake seeing some of the – I mean, Alabama struggled – against Texas, and I know that game was several weeks ago, and Alabama has taken steps forward, but going on the road to the front seven that we saw play against Auburn earlier this season, like that is a different challenge, and I, and I think 
I think a lot of teams, like a lot of the best teams in college football, because because of what you have to do offensively against that front seven on the road in College Station. I think a lot of the best teams in college football would struggle yep. at Texas A and M. And and how and and how has Alabama been? Uh, week or how 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 have they had an what's what's been their Achilles heel through the years? It's been beat them over the top, and A and M's got a couple of guys oh, sure. that can do that. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say we've also seen times when the pass protection breaks down in in yeah, moments, and that's... but I mean the way to beat Alabama, beat their defense generally is you know. Throw it downfield. The longer that game is close, the longer the Alabama pass protection has to hold up, though. Right. That's something else where I'm thinking. I mean, I, again, I, I'm expecting a close game throughout. Um, uh, but, no, I, I also, yeah, and Max Johnson, somebody who's faced Alabama before as, as LSU's quarterback, uh, he's, I, I mean, the way, the way he stepped in, it, it had a – the way he stepped in and immediately – seemingly raised the ceiling of the offense. Nothing against Connor Wegman, but but the way he performed in that Auburn game, like it it's got it it's got a little bit of special special and, season. And I, to and it. I heard and, a couple of people today going, well, if Max Johnson doesn't turn it over, they've got a chance. Max Johnson in his career has thrown eight interceptions. In four years, he's thrown eight interceptions, and he's thrown 44 touchdowns. Yeah, 44 touchdowns. How many? Max Johnson's not a turnover-prone quarterback. And and the job isn't done for A&M if they win Saturday. Oh, no. They've still, they've still, I mean, they haven't no, played but a, they put themselves in the best shape they have ever had to try to make it to Atlanta. They've still got to play Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss is pulling, Ole Miss is pulling for A&M uh, because, I mean, an Alabama win here – and they're in very good shape because LSU, you know, Alabama would be unbeaten in the conference and everybody else on the West would have a loss and they'd have the tiebreaker over Ole Miss and A&M with LSU, and, Arkansas, and Auburn. And, and the LSU game is in Tuscaloosa. Right. Like LSU, LSU wins the West if they win out because they just have the one SEC right. loss. But LSU-Alabama is in Tuscaloosa. If LSU picks up another conference loss or if Ole, you know what I mean? Like Ole Miss needs, Ole Miss needs Bama to lose Only two. They do. Uh, A&M would need Bama to lose two if, if Bama won mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like it yeah, would so be, that's what I mean. Tomorrow, yeah. Alabama would be in, in really good shape getting back to Atlanta. A loss and A&M uh, stands their best chance of getting there. Yeah, Bama, Bama would be, with, with a win tomorrow, uh, we would be looking ahead to – We'd be looking ahead to November fourth and saying Bama can all but win the West mm-hmm. with with a win at home against LSU on November fourth. If Bama can win at because having already beaten Ole Miss and with Auburn with two conference losses already, Bama's already beaten Ole Miss. They've already beaten State, and they've got a chance to beat A and M tomorrow. So it's just I mean that that is a yeah I mean it's it's a the doors open for a lot of teams in the SEC West if A and M beats Alabama yeah, tomorrow. It's if A and M beats Alabama, if Bama that's right. beats if Bama beats A and M tomorrow, um, you you I mean I think you're going to have Alabama fans making Atlanta reservations. The ones the that haven't already. The ones that haven't right. already could be making Don't Atlanta reservations. Yeah, because this yeah. is a uh, it would it would seemingly put them in the driver's seat for the. Uh, uh, for, for, for the conference. We'd love your thoughts. Any of the ball games tomorrow, anything you want to talk about sports-wise, want to talk some baseball playoffs, we'd love to hear from you. Then the way to get through 
is by calling 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. We're right back here on the Friday Drive. The Lee County Historical Society and the town of Lochapoca invite free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan with Drew at the controls. I was just saying uh, we're expecting to hear from Scott Bagwell. Well, he just walked in. Uh, you know, it's not that not that far of a drive over uh, to, to the stadium in Opelika, so... I think uh, he'll be he'll be uh, stepping in the studio with us to give a little preview because yes, that's tonight. Auburn Opelika from Bulldog Stadium. I mean, it is it is uh, it it's great. No, this is you know sort of like this started before the Auburn Georgia game moved up earlier in the season, and it has not diminished the intensity of the rivalry. It didn't it didn't diminish the intensity of the rivalry when they weren't even in the same classification. You know, with Auburn, when Auburn was 7A and, and uh, Opelika was 6A, he can't figure out how to get out. <laughs> Activate the you gotta teach him that motion stuff. sensor. Yeah. No, well, I, I, is, used to th- I used to think it was it, the, the camera thing up above. And this is a, th- this is a game where the, the team that comes away with the loss is is has got a much much bigger hill to climb to try to make the postseason. The ice suddenly gets very thin for mm-hmm. the postseason for for that team in a region that can only send four teams to the playoffs and has you know, a couple of of uh, quality teams vying for spots. So it's it's a uh, a higher stakes game than usual, and this game is always always a high stakes football game. So yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, you're going to want to miss Auburn Opelika on uh, Wings 94.3 tonight on uh, Scott and the gang. And we're, we're going to – how is this going to work with Scott? Are we going to call him in like 15 minutes? I don't know. He just walked out to his car here. I'm not sure if he was going to come back in and be on with us. Scott, if you're or listening. If he's going to call us. If you're in your car listening to the show right now, Scott, you can come into the studio or or we could call Scott. I mean, he might want to get to his uh, to his. Yeah, may want to go ahead and, and get the – I think he said something about not having a parking Pass so he's gonna have to tonight. walk. Well, no, I'm well, not from here. He's gonna have to walk okay, at well, some point. He's a little bit late. He's gonna have to walk from some point. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, uh, hey, I had. If he takes I the did, you know what? If, if he I did play by play of of the Auburn Opelika game in Opelika the night that I had my uh, my knee scoped. I had I had, oh, you did the steps? I had knee the, surgery the and did and went up the steps uh, in into the uh, press box oh, the night that I had it done. You know, shout out to the orthopedic yes. clinic, our sponsor of our number two. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's like it's a big ball game. I wasn't going to miss that. Bill, if if you had fallen on that knee on those stairs, oh. they would have had to put you down like a racehorse. You're right probably there. right. <laughs> right, there. you're probably right. I'm glad you're okay, though. Uh, it, it, well, I'm not now, but I, I was Scott, then. I think Scott should just take the jambulance if there's a parking issue, right? Because you can leave that thing wherever you want. Nobody's going to bother you. If you can get it there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, my, that's my advice, Scott. So, yeah. No, so we're, we're going to talk with Scott Bagwell. We'll talk with him at some point here uh, this hour, the next hour. 
You ran into our oh, our next it? hour guest. You yeah. said last night Do, doing my doing some of my late night business as as I uh, you know as, as I that sounds like a drug dealer. I Let him know. know you're Ubering. Oh, well, okay, all right. I, I was. Yes, is is one of my I moon I moonlight. It's one of you know I was gonna let people assume which, yeah which vice. Well, I mean which, I'm which just vice I'm, it was I'm, when you, you know, talk about late, trying to keep the show trying to keep night, the show family friendly late night business. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I uh, I was uh, on the road uh, last night uh, late in the evening and saw some uh, saw some activity. Which one? The combination of Willie Nelson okay. and Paul Simon. All right, I like it. And uh, on the road late in the evening. I saw some activity uh, behind uh, behind countries and thought, well, there's a there's a good chance I know I know who that is. And sure enough, and he it pulled was... around back and when the shots fired at him, he lit out like no. Yeah, I had to, no, I had to, yeah, I had to come out with my hands up, make sure it wasn't a coach. You know, coach, it's me. No, it was it was in fact no. I hadn't seen uh, hadn't seen Coach Dunn in a while, but it was indeed uh, Coach Dunn. Got to got to say uh, got to say hi. Didn't want to didn't want to say too much because we were going to talk. Uh, to each other on the radio the the very next day. But well, I know he's texted me today, going, "What are we going to talk about?" You could have given him, you know, yeah, a, I guess a so. lead or two last well, night. Well, yeah, I guess I guess we could talk about that. Uh, we, we could we could spend some more time on barbecue th- than we usually do. Uh, with, nah, uh, no, with... we got plenty to talk about. We got uh, you know, uh, coming off a, coming off a tough loss, got open date coming up, got all the craziness going yeah. on in the SEC. Well, There's plenty. For I us need to talk about. I need Coach Dunn's thoughts on the Georgia game first and foremost. Sure, right? I mean, there's a lot to sure. say. You know, especially after you had you a defensive line uh, that played as as well as it did throughout the game. Uh, you know, especially especially against the Georgia uh, running attack. And uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll also get uh, get Coach Dunn's thoughts on uh, tomorrow's slate of games. Interesting slate, like we were saying in the SEC uh, with uh, with three uh, quality matchups involving three of the top teams in the league. We will uh, we'll do that in next hour. It looks like uh, Scott's uh, gonna gonna join us here in the studio, and we will do that right after we get back from our bottom of the hour break here on the Friday Drive. One zero six seven online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. And we're joined by the voice of the Auburn High Tigers. And that is Scott Bagwell. Scott, big one tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's always a big one when these teams play. It is. And then you add in the playoff ramifications that just started last year. Uh, you know, in 2014, 7A gets created. It took away that. It didn't take away. It didn't take the intensity it, right. away, but it but took what it meant as far as. I think it took away. The postseason. The drama. It took away the. Like you want to win, but it took away a little bit of the what the win and the loss means. Like yes, you couldn't you couldn't wreck somebody's season right. with it because it was played early, and you could, yeah. both teams could still, regardless, could still you know make the playoffs and and make runs. The other thing is, is the last time this game was played at seven a or in the same region before last year, it was the region championship mm-hmm. game back in twenty thirteen when Auburn won with about a minute left, and then last year. That got ramped up last year. It felt different than it had in previous games. One, you had Opelika who had beat Central a couple of weeks before. You had all the Auburn was number one in the state, but it was a region game, and you knew how much it mattered. Now that it's back to both teams back in the same classification, same region, do you miss it being at the end of the year? 
Well, that's the other thing is when the state made the change to not no more region games at the end of the year, Auburn was it was always the second to last. Right. But I still think it 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 would probably be better as an Auburn guy that this game was the last one. And even now, I say that if Auburn Auburn with nine teams in the region, there's a chance this could be the last game of the year heading mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I, I remember many nights where you're in late October, early November playing, you know, at, at Bulldog Stadium or Duck Sanford, and it just it feels different than it does on the first October of the year. Um, what's the what's the word quarterback-wise uh, for, for Auburn League? Auburn, I mean, Auburn, it's Henry Allen until I hear anything different. So I think that's one of the two massive parts going into this game is you have Roman Gagliano for Opelika, three-year starter, who's been through some some battles and, is, and who has played very, very well uh, in his career going uh, against Henry Allen, who's in week three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, it's three, three weeks as yeah. opposed to three years. How, how does Auburn – get the ball moving in the air because Opelika's defensive line, if it's not the best that Auburn's going to see all year, it's one of the best that Auburn's going to see all year. Highlighted by Malik Altry, who's committed to Auburn University. Mm-hmm. That D-line is really, really good. So Auburn, is, they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit. Um, how does that offensive line handle this this Opelika defensive line? How does the Auburn defense handle the Opelika offense with the senior quarterback who has seen so much? I think those are kind of the keys, the, the line of scrimmage and quarterback play going into this one. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the the uh, postseason ramifications here. I mean, yeah. it's not a sure thing, no. but, boy, it it's much more beneficial to win. The winner of this game, their path to the playoff becomes very, very clear. Um, Auburn basically now has a tiebreaker over Opelika. They already have it over Dothan. They don't have it over Enterprise. If they win tonight, now you're, you're – Auburn wins tonight. They're now back in the region championship mm-hmm. hunt because then if you beat Central, you win and you're the one. Um, but if you lose this one, uh, you almost, you need to beat Central because the tiebreaker ramifications, if it's a three-way tie with Dothan and Enterprise and Auburn, do not do not look good for Auburn at this stage. Uh, for Opelika, you're fighting to stay out of that slum as well with the win tonight. If a win tonight, Opelika is looking at, at basically being the two um, and, and going forward. But if they lose, they're now brought into the scrum with Dothan and Enterprise and Auburn. Yeah, they're and all fighting that. to just get to yes. try to where's, get in. Where's Auburn Central? It's at Auburn in two weeks. Okay, Auburn right. gets it's yeah, Auburn doesn't have many home games. Thank goodness. Yeah, that one is, is here. It's Opelika at Opelika tonight by week Central at home. So, you know, this this is the stretch for Auburn to find out, you know, what's going on. There's also big games going on across the o- o- region. Oh, two of these next two games, you're probably not making the playoffs? Not is without not without uh, an upset somewhere along the way to help it two. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, right now what it looks like, if Dothan, Enterprise, Auburn are in a three-way tie, Dothan wins the original tiebreaker because of their non-region wins, the number of wins those teams have, and then that moves them out of the tiebreaker. And then it goes head-to-head with Auburn and Enterprise, and Enterprise has that head-to-head. So Auburn to overcome that night when they gave Enterprise a game or gave Enterprise a victory and Enterprise made enough plays to win, Auburn's got to find another victory. The region is still so tough no matter who goes to the postseason. But I have to imagine that if Auburn were to, if, if if Auburn were to slip up these next couple of weeks and and miss the postseason, there would be 
relief around the state because there have been teams that are getting bounced by Auburn yeah. well, from the postseason these last couple of years. You're right. But there'd still be good teams representing this region. In like, No matter who wins these next couple of weeks, there are going to be some really good teams representing uh, yeah. this region in the postseason. Well, I mean, it's Auburn's been in the final four of four straight years, and they've played for a state title two out of those four and two out of the last three. So that that would send you know shockwaves through the state that Auburn doesn't make the and, playoffs. And the pressure on – on these kids too. I mean, because you're both you're, schools because Opelika missed it last yep. year, and you got Auburn who, if they lose this one, all, all of a sudden now, yeah, there's a bunch of and you know th- the kids put the most pressure on themselves because they want to go compete and they want to win and all that. But the t- the stuff from the town of of what happens if you miss the playoffs, Opelika felt that last year where they beat Central, who's the number one team in the state. And then they went on a down kick, and they missed the playoffs. To go, yeah, I mean, Final Four, like you said, four years in a row. I mean, th- these are two must-win games to to make the postseason virtually. I mean, th- this is this is really high-stakes stuff mm-hmm. uh, in, in the regular season, and uh, we we get to uh, we get to listen to you. And the uh, and the gang call it on Wings ninety four three. Yeah, everybody there tonight. Yeah, everybody's going to be there, um, along with I think everybody in Auburn and Opelika. Yeah, I think, I think so. it's sold out on Wednesday. Um, and we were just and, and and you were saying earlier, uh, you may you may have to try to find a place. Yeah, yeah. They were like, get here before five. Like, I would okay, I would avoid <laughs> I would avoid that entire like what's the what's the radius of unless you're going to the game. I would not want to be anywhere near the traffic resulting from that situation. Oh, no, around 9.30 or so, I would stay clear of Opelika. Yeah, exit six. Yeah, all of it, just the yeah, whole town. Yep. Yeah. Um, go go find somewhat, something else to do. Now, if you're parked in downtown, you'll probably be fine. But, yeah, no, that it's it it's going to be a, an, an amazing environment um, there tonight. What, what are you thinking, uh, Bama A&M, uh, tomorrow? <laughs> Look. I heard y'all talking about it, but this really – it felt like this going into the Ole Miss game. It just feels like another game where Bama, you know, under Saban, they just find a way to not make mistakes. The other team gets way too hyped, and then Bama wins, and Bama wins by a couple of scores. It's But it's not in Tuscaloosa It's this not time. in Tuscaloosa. You're right. And I feel like we're seeing more drastic home road splits this year from teams. And I wonder how much of that's like the transfer portal, you know, having new rosters and guys getting a mod. Hey, I, I don't know. But it, it weren't for the transfer portal and A&M didn't have a Max Johnson as, yeah. as a guy to go to after Connor Wigman went down, there wouldn't be any chance. No, there wouldn't be. Um, but the other thing with Bama is the defense has been playing very well, uh, going on the road. Um, they just got to. They've got to come up a little more offense. I think they've settled in on a quarterback, which will help oh, them. I have no idea what they were doing at South Florida no. when he didn't play. That was bizarre. I mean, thinking that one of the other two guys would would you know catch you know get get some momentum going or something, but I I, I don't know. Yeah, and and then the weather conditions didn't help. I like not no. to make excuses for the two guys who played at South Florida because they yeah, but they were bad before the rain. Right. I mean, yeah, so, you're right. They were bad before. I don't know about during, I, but after. For I sure. do. Yeah. I do think you know how how Bama holds up blocking the A and M defense. Well, is gonna yeah, be that's like, going to be. But that's where Milrose can be a huge factor. Is now A and M they they have to account somebody for him one way or another, whether it be take out a pass coverage or take away from the from the pass rush. Somebody's got to have an eye on him because if you don't and you let him get going with his legs. That 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 could be a long night for 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 the A and M defense. The other thing is, is I get Jimbo finally beat Saban, but does Jimbo try to prove how smart of a coach he is this week 
by going against Saban. Well, he's got Petrino calling the plays. Though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not that's... a good thing because Bobby does the same thing against mm-hmm. Saban when he was at Arkansas. Now, if they stay within, if they stay kind of very much just stay in what they want to do, they don't get pass heavy, they keep a balance and all that and keep Bama's defense off balance, and yeah, they got a shot. It's hard It's hard to pick against Alabama in regular season. Well, it doesn't make much play. sense. You lose most of the time. But most of the yeah. time. It's been, a, it's been a low percentage play. It just feels, something feels a little different. Yeah, just, I think I think you see the difference in how teams play at home and road, and you mentioned that, Dan. I think that that factors into it. You saw Elish, you saw Ole Miss at Bama, and you go, well, that team's eight and four. You see them play at home against LSU. You go, okay, that team contends for the West. So Auburn, yeah, A&M yeah, yeah, versus Georgia, yeah, right? I mean, uh, in a week. Yeah, you go from that team's not winning another two games to well, that team can go compete and play for eight. Um, so it's you know who. Who shows up on the road? Um, I'm t- that's the two thirty kick, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's LSU Missouri is the early game, yes. and uh, Kentucky Georgia is, is the, the six. Yeah, as the all and I, Georgia and I, and I, yes, fans got very very mad because they have the it's it's kickoff and first pitch basically right at the same time in Athens and Atlanta. Um, I am I do think that speaking of the LSU game, I do think it's a good thing for Auburn, and and I and I know you don't. It's never positive going down to play LSU at night but it's off week against four straight SEC games for LSU right. it's about as good as it's going to get going down there yep yep you're right Scott I know you got to run um again looking forward to it should be it should be a great matchup yep. we'll uh we'll try to listen try to listen through the crowd and, and hear you <laughs> it should be it should be it's a really be really good one last last year at the duck it was an amazing environment and Auburn had the second half that that really put it away Quarterback play was the difference in that game. I'm interested to see which quarterback plays well. Who makes the mistakes? Because that's always what it's going to turn in. Who has the big time mistake mm-hmm. that's going to flip the game? And um, you know, it's it should be a whole lot of fun and to be in that environment. Um, it's what it's what makes high school football special. All right, uh, thanks for stopping in. Uh, have a great broadcast tonight. Thanks, guys. Again, six thirty tonight is the pregame seven o'clock kick over on Wings ninety four three. We'll get to our. Final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us here on the Friday Drive. What's going on, everybody? On the Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Our thanks to uh, Scott Bagwell. Yeah, huge ball game tonight over in Opelika at Bulldog Stadium. The uh, yearly, you know, grudge the match, classic. if you will. Yeah, between Lee Auburn County and Opelika. Classic. It is. It is. Uh, and again, all the action. Pre-game starting at 6.30, kickoff at 7. No disrespect to any other school in Lee County when we say that Auburn Opelika is the Lee County Classic. I do want to say shout out to everybody playing high school football in the area, including I know what there was some action in uh, uh, some action Loach Polka uh, last night. I think Loach Polka is playing like a different stadium uh, this year because I got they're some, having they, to play at Beauregard because yeah. they're, they're having uh, construction some, done some renovation there. going on. See, we pay yeah. it, we pay attention yeah, they to got, these they things. Got, they got a big win last night. Yeah. at Beauregard. Shout shout out to the uh, to, to the Polk. Uh, so, anyways, but yeah, uh, Wings 94-3. Uh, tonight, you're not going to want to miss. Uh, you know, it's one of the – like, if you care at all 
about high school football in the area. Like, this would be one of the games that you... Well, good luck finding a ticket. Like Scott said, it's been sold out if, for a couple of days. If you haven't, yeah. I mean, but but this would be a broadcast you're going to want to catch. Absolutely. So, you know, Wings, Wings 94-3, uh, Scott uh, and the uh, gang will have Auburn and Opelika starting about a half yeah, hour. Yeah, Rob and show. Jack all there. So, yeah, looking, looking forward to that. Um, really... We're underway. I mean, we're we're in the midst of the uh, what did it start Wednesday? Forty nine straight days of of football of some type, and yeah, there's other football, but this Friday night is is high school football. I mean, I know there are a couple of college games tonight, uh, but but Friday night is is always in the state of Alabama. I mean, you know, it's it is high school football night. We've talked about some of the games. Going on this weekend, we'd love to get your thoughts. Uh, are you looking for any upsets? What would be the best? What would be the best thing for Auburn? Would it be better for LSU? I was talking with somebody earlier today, and about the fact that you know, what if Missouri wins? Is that better for Auburn, or is it, or or with LSU's backs against the wall, is that? Is is that worse? Oh, see, no, I think a poor, I think a, I think an LSU loss would be better for Auburn. See, I think the worst. Uh, now, I, I understand the sort of the chess you could play here with. Oh, well, that that could mean this. That could, no, look, the 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 less impressive LSU is tomorrow, the better. I want that, to play for as little as possible. Well, not yeah, and and it would also indicate that they're not an overwhelming team, right? Granted, right. granted, it's Columbia versus Baton Rouge, and we're talking about home road, but hey. if LSU. Like if LSU looks mortal tomorrow, you feel like the window is open for Auburn to go to Baton Rouge off a bye week and and play a competitive game that they could maybe steal at the end. If LSU vaporizes Missouri tomorrow in Columbia, yeah, if they shut Brady Cook down, Brady Cook's had three straight three hundred yard passing games. I don't I fail to see how a good performance by LSU tomorrow is in any way good news no, for No, I don't see that at all. They, that? Yeah, like, they, I, yeah. They go destroy Missouri, then no. It's not great news for Auburn. Especially especially when that game is at Missouri and Auburn's mm-hmm. game at LSU right. will be in, will be in Tiger Stadium. Yeah. Um so we we'd like your thoughts on that. Do you think you see do you think we see any upsets tomorrow around the SEC or the country? Uh, man, am I hearing some differing opinions on the Red River rivalry. I'm hearing some people that just think Texas just just does the same thing they did last year, you know, maybe a touchdown less. I heard one guy today go, they win by at least 30. There's well, no way that Oklahoma can stay on the field with them. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's right. And we don't know. Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma have seemed to be a whole lot better, too. But the Oklahoma is one of the more – untested teams mm-hmm. in the top 15 because they've I mean they've done I mean they've taken care of business on their schedule but their schedule has been devoid hasn't of been challenging yet yeah and so now we, we get a step up in competition for Oklahoma Dylan Gabriel Brent Venables like th- this is a I've been saying it all week Oklahoma to me is one of the more impressive is one of the more improved teams in all of college football from what they were last year where you thought they'd made a huge mistake replacing Lincoln Riley with Brent Venables and they were hapless offensively and you didn't think you didn't think the experiment was going to work to now they're five and oh and if they win tomorrow I mean it, there, there's not a game that stands I mean Bill listen to the schedule the rest of the way here's Oklahoma's schedule the rest of the way if they win tomorrow I mean it's their schedule the rest of the way no matter what but but here, here you ready for this sure um they got a bye week after after the game tomorrow so they're off on the 14th 
They host UCF on the 21st. They go to Kansas on the 28th. They go to Oklahoma State for Bedlam on the 4th. They host West Virginia on the 11th. They go to BYU on the 18th, and they host TCU in the season finale on the 24th. If Oklahoma wins tomorrow, I'm not sure they're playing a competitive game. No, but the, I mean the, they're uh, playing uh, as as tough a schedule as you can play just about in the Big 12 by throwing BYU in there too. That that's correct, but nobody in that nobody in there is in the top 25. No. Um Kansas is 4 and 1. Uh, that's the best record of uh, BYU's 4 and 1 as well. Uh, West Virginia is is 4 and 1. So you got some teams that have that have started out strong, but I mean no nope. I mean th- this is I mean, th- this is the this is the in in many ways the last playoff caliber test that Oklahoma will face Maybe. the rest of the season, and if they pass it, they they will probably be expected uh, to go eleven and one, twelve and zero, win the Big Twelve, and I could see Oklahoma being one of your four teams. I mean, it seems like the winner tomorrow has oh, an the ins- winner tomorrow is in great shape winner, to make the playoffs. The winner tomorrow of the mm-hmm. Red River Ride, and, we've, and I don't know how often we've been able to say that. I mean, we, no, we, no, we, you're maybe, right. Maybe we have been premature. Feels like the winner tomorrow has an inside track to one of the four playoff spots. Yeah, we'll I, see I, if I that's true. That. And uh, and that would uh, you know that that puts on top of it being the last Big Twelve edition and and the rivalry that it, 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 it's been all along. Uh, th- this one has little added importance because you do feel like the winner. Uh, has a uh, has has a great shot of and and the losers got to not only make up for you know they got they got to gain ground they need the winner to lose two times they they would need they would need the, the winner to, and they could maybe play them well, again in the they conference. play they, they, that's right they don't they just need to beat them in the championship if game. They, if they play again in the Big Twelve title right. game yeah, Red, that's the rendering, thing. rendering this game potentially yeah useless I guess in that sense. That was yeah. more. That yeah, was because what, what's more important to win the first one or win the championship? Well, you game? probably I would think win the championship. If you win the game. second one, you're probably getting in yeah. over the team you just beat. That's so. right. So you still. So yeah, just punt this one tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. But it still it still should sure be you, a heck of a ball make game. Make sure you win the one in Kansas City later. All right, we'd love for you to join us. Don Dunwill at about five fifteen in hour number two, the Friday Drive. Live from Auburn. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan here in the studio. Drew at the controls. We'd love for you to join in. And because uh, we've got quite a few things to talk about. Auburn may be off this weekend. The Tigers, you know, recuperating and getting ready for a trip to Baton Rouge next weekend. Quite a few interesting ball games this weekend. We talked with Scott Bagwell, voice of the Auburn High School Tigers. In hour number one, huge game on tap tonight in Opelika. Auburn, Opelika at Bulldog Stadium. That one coming up in about an hour and a half of the pregame. A little less than two hours away from kickoff over on Wings, 94-3. We've got, uh, we'll have former Auburn defensive line coach Don Dunn joining us on the phones in about uh, 15 minutes. Until then, uh, we'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on any of the ball games going on this weekend. You've got Alabama at Texas A&M. 
for an early game tomorrow. The uh, No, wait, no, excuse me. It's uh, LSU at Missouri for the early game tomorrow. Alabama-Texas a and is the 2.30 game. Then on ESPN, Kentucky at Georgia. Got, uh, you know, Florida hosting Vandy as well. But, I mean, those are the three uh, premier games in the SEC, the ones of most interest tomorrow in the SEC. Give us your thoughts on any of those. We talked a little bit about the Red River rivalry, Texas-Oklahoma tomorrow. Do you think um... – do you think Ole Miss? Uh, Ole Miss, is, Arkansas. Yeah, I think Ole Miss has a that's, let. That's that's an interesting down. game too. Yeah, I mean, it, I'd be I'd be Ole Miss about... after the after the huge game last week. They have been so Jekyll and Hyde this year. And I have to imagine that after that win, the party didn't stop for oh, you know it days in Oxford. And, and, I, and, and Arkansas and is desperate, but it's in Oxford. But these teams have played like David Pascal was saying yesterday. These teams have played just some wild games. Through the years, I've got a feeling it's another crazy one because Arkansas, it's the heat is there um, building from Razorback fans. They loved Sam Pittman. Everybody loves Sam Pittman, but Razorback fans were expecting a lot more this year. I'd just be so nervous if I were an Arkansas football fan because it it feels like, and I don't have like, I don't have my finger on the pulse of their recruiting, I'll, I'll admit. But are you going to get better without? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you get, Sam Pittman seemed like such a good fit. But but especially at Arkansas. But, but, but are you going to get better without KJ and Rocket Sanders? No, no, you're next not. year and the year. You know what I mean? Because those guys are gone, right? And without without those guys, I mean, I'd I'd be expecting to take a step back as you try to replace a pair of players like that. And that'd be taking a step back from this season. And right now, they're they're trying to avoid what their third straight conference loss, right? Right, and and they've got some tough games on the horizon. Haven't played a haven't played a, a, a Alabama yet. No, I mean, so they've got you know they, they've they've got a tough schedule coming up there at uh at, in, I, I don't know like that that's one, and they're a double digit underdog this week. Yeah, I just, I just feel like this could be a season where they keep uh they keep looking for answers, but maybe the Arkansas offense explodes tomorrow and. The Ole Miss defense, which did give up seven, they gave up seven hundred. They got seven hundred, and they gave up seven. They give up seven hundred yards. You know, may, maybe that's something that uh, that, that Arkansas can attack uh, in a way. That, I mean, you, you saw Arkansas against LSU. I mean, the the LSU's last two ball games, it's just been you know who's going to outscore the other one, who may have the ball at yeah, the end. I, I get, I get being comfortable in a shootout, but you still like you still might get shot. Yeah, right? that's like, right. I mean, that's, you may, you know, you, you you may the the gun may jam one time. Yeah, and that's what I, you know, that's you know a punt, yes. or a turnover, and that's and that's what I think. If, if Ole Miss, uh, look, maybe they are multiple touchdowns better than Arkansas, and and they'll show it tomorrow. Uh, maybe that's maybe that game's a little bit closer than than folks are expecting it to be. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I think we're going to have quite a few entertaining games you have to pick, in the SEC tomorrow. Did you have to pick Ole Miss Arkansas yes, for Doug's, uh, uh, for, yes, for, for Doug's thing? What, what, what? I, I think, let's see. No, I don't think so. No, I didn't. Okay. I would have picked I would have picked Arkansas. I, I think uh, so, too. I mean, because that's, again, a lot of points. I'm just thinking of too many points in some of these. But, but we've talked about the home road differential, and that has been bigger this year than it had been. It had gotten to the point over the last few years that it wasn't uh, as, as big a deal – as it used to, and part of that may be because the uh, the crowds were getting a little uh, smaller than they had, but it does, I don't know why. I don't know why it would be more of a case this year. Is it because 
partly you have so many new players that they're more comfortable at home together or they, they don't have the crowd making as much noise distracting them when they're at home? You, you think that could be it? I I, I don't understand. You know, the, the adage in the NBA has always been that role players play, I guess college basketball in general too, like that role players play better at home when the when you know they're they're more susceptible to the momentum of the the crowd and uh, and and maybe that's also true of uh, when, when you get down to the depth on a roster right like may, maybe some of the guys that are uh, your second teamers and your fringe first teamers maybe they are uh, better more effective players with the emotions of a home game than they are when all that stuff gets away I I, I don't know but it just I mean in my you know, and, and, and I know there's always been some, you know, there's always been a pronounced home home field advantage in college football, but seems this, like it's it's even more pronounced th- this, this year. season. It feels like we're seeing really wild swings of what you get from a team at home versus on the road, even even good teams. But I think especially some of the teams that you're you're not sure about, you feel like they might be pretty good because you see them play well at home. And then a week later, they go on the road and they, and they can't seem to do much of anything. Um, so, so give us your thoughts on anything going on college football. Baseball playoffs continue tomorrow after all the wild card series were two and done. Yeah. And- every, every one of them, none of them were extended to the full three games. So you've got uh, all four series, division series starting tomorrow. And the Orioles, a cool story in the American League after struggling for as long as they did to be from 110 losses yeah. three years ago to 100 plus wins this year. I mean, it'd be, and the, and there are some long suffering Baltimore Orioles fans. Yep. Uh, they won a title in the 80s, right, Bill? I know Ripken won one. Yes. Uh, so I mean, but it's but it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's it's been quite a while. It's been a while. It's been 40 plus years uh, yep. since uh, now. Now, meanwhile, yeah, the Texas Rangers who have uh, never. One no, the, the Rangers. The Rangers have teased folks quite a few times through oh, the years. The, the Rangers against the Cardinals got about as close as anyone possibly can to winning the World Series without winning it. Right? They were a a strike away a couple of times against St. Louis Cardinals a, a decade ago, and and couldn't uh, couldn't finish that one. Uh, so yeah, Rangers fans also. Uh, who, who, it's, it's the Twins. That's Twins, Astros, 30, Rangers, Orioles. Thirty years since the Twins won a World Championship. Golly, has it been that long? The the so. one they beat the Braves the early nineties. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that was a. I mean that, that's the last time. I mean Minnesota had the last playoff win, or the last series. That's win right. For they had gone eighteen straight playoff games without. They, I think, they'd lost eighteen. How straight about this? Playoff yeah, games. I believe it was postseason. I, games. I think it might have been Johan Santana's rookie year. Was there wow. was the last time they won a playoff series in Minnesota? And Johan Santana has been like he's he's come and gone from the Hall of Fame ballot since since. Oh then. yeah, like, and then like, the Astros are just—I mean, they're there again. They're just used to being there. Yeah. They're, they're, for them, it's like, oh yeah, we're back again. Yeah, and and I think it would be fun for anyone else to win the American League except the Houston Astros. Yep. like that's right. sort of where I am on. And and I understand they're the favorites. And if you're a fan of the Houston Astros, like I don't blame you for you know whatever. It's your team. Sure. I would rather see anyone else from the American League in the playoffs. Do you think, Bill, that we're getting a Braves Dodgers and LCS? We should, but that doesn't mean you will. I mean, who will be the fly in the ointment if there's not the a Phillies are much the Phillies are much more dangerous, I think, than the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Our uh, our friend Justin Ferguson will go to tomorrow's uh, Braves Phillies game, game one of the NLDS. Uh, he'll report back. Uh, next week, Strider going for the Braves. And if the, yeah, you said this off the air yeah. a little while ago. 
If the Braves don't win tomorrow, then they're in trouble. Well, the pro- because and we were saying it when when the so the Diamondbacks have two excellent starting pitchers. Right, and they Gallen. saved one of those guys because they didn't need him for game three. Well, and and because they had to pitch their two starting pitchers in that final week of the right, season. Right, right. So, so the way to... it lined up was that Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, to get full rest, couldn't pitch games one and two uh, in, in their series. So that allowed them to use Gallon in game two and Merrill Kelly – uh, is available for the opener against Clayton Kershaw. And, and we were saying that because the Brewers couldn't take advantage well, of... Well, because the Brewers didn't have Brandon Woodruff. But the Brewers... Especially. They, I mean, they well, didn't. Well, but, the, but the Brewers had an opportunity because they faced the Diamondbacks in yep. a game where the Diamondbacks couldn't throw Gallon or Kelly. Right. And the Diamondbacks... And they threw Corbin Burns and lost. And they, Yes, and the Diamondbacks still won that game. To me, that is tomorrow's Braves-Phillies game. Like oh, you're if, right. If the because the Phillies have Aaron Nola and the Phillies have Zach Wheeler, mm-hmm. and neither of them is the starting pitcher tomorrow. And if the Phillies can win a game against Spencer Strider, where they're not pitching Nola or Wheeler in a best of five, yeah, that puts the Braves in a oh, terrible. Their backs are against the wall. It big puts time. the Braves in a terrible position from the jump, and that's the drama of. And it's probably true of the Dodgers tomorrow with with Kershaw, although. The Diamondbacks are pitching one of their top two yeah. guys. If it were if it were Brandon Fott versus Clayton Kershaw tomorrow, I would say the exact same thing about the Dodgers, where it's like you well, if you lose that one, now you have to you have to beat either Gallon. The thing about the or, Dodgers is after Kershaw, it's a bunch of kids. It's kids or, or Lance Lynn. Or or Kenny Powers. Yeah. So I mean it's it's uh you know, there there are it, it it depends on what the Dodgers decide to do. I, we were saying they might go with the veteran Lance Lynn in uh, in Arizona, right. I mean, as a you know, road start because he's a veteran, you might you might be less likely to less inclined to throw a rookie. Well, and if you're if you're you know facing you know something where like you're facing elimination, you'd probably want to start a vet. Although it could be everybody, right? You could have oh a rookie, yeah yeah, you have but a rookie. you might start a veteran thinking you know he's been in this kind of atmosphere before. But no, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be Braves Philly, uh, Braves Dodgers in it the NLCS. It should be. It should be, and it should be. It should be. O's and Stroh's. Although I do, I do. Have, I watch. I watch a lot of my own guys for fantasy baseball purposes, and I've been watching some Suarez, and he's inconsistent. But when he's good, he's real tricky. Like teams, you know, especially mm-hmm. teams that swing. You know, the Braves. The Braves mash the ball. Suarez oh, is like the Braves a, really do. Suarez is a change of pace, right? He's not overpowering guys with with the uh, triple digit stuff. It's uh, it's it's junk and it's uh, you know it's it's changing speeds and locations and stuff. Maybe maybe that could give Atlanta uh, s- some trouble. I think tomorrow's game could be really interesting. I would expect the Braves to win and I would expect the Braves to win the series. If the Phillies win tomorrow, uh, that that series suddenly becomes a a r- really interesting next couple of games. Now, as we as we mentioned a little earlier uh, on Monday. Now that will be game two of the Phillies and Braves is Monday, and that is a 5 o'clock, actually a 5.07 uh, first pitch. And we're going to have that game here, ESPN Radio. Uh, so we will just be on for one hour on Monday just for, just for that game. In the uh, Phillies Bra- T- in the Braves Phillies series, TV coverage of the NLCS. I think TBS 
will have those games on television, but you can catch them on ESPN Radio. It is TBS. Yeah, TB, TBS will have the TV coverage of, of both games in the NLCS, but we'll do a, yeah, we'll have the uh, Braves and the Phillies game two on Monday. And, yeah, we're only going to do an hour of the drive on Monday as we uh, as, as we toss it over to ESPN and Radio. And no, it's coverage. not because Brian is a Braves fan, and, and he said – he was going to leave at five anyway. No, no. He's although there are there are some, <laughs> there are some Braves fans who oh, may have influenced who, who may have influenced our decision to cover the game. But yeah, we're going to have the Braves on uh, uh, game two, Braves Phillies on Monday. Uh, the ESPN Radio call right here on ESPN one zero six seven. All right, we uh, we need to get to our first break of of. Well, I'll tell you what. No, let's get to Kevin because uh, we'll we'll have um, Coach Don done when we come back. So we'll go ahead and get to the phones three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Kevin is up first. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, Bill? Appreciate you taking my call. Yeah. I just want to make I just want to make a comment real quick. I really like having uh, Georgia early in the season, and especially if we could parlay that in front of the bye week. I, I think it sets up the schedule a lot better than it used to. I I, I do. If you're gonna, I mean, I don't. It doesn't break my heart to have them both either at home or on the road. If you can keep them broken up like this. Totally agree. Totally agree. It, it, it's it's very difficult on the back end of the schedule. I can't imagine from an athlete standpoint, but just from an alumnus, season ticket holder, tailgate uh, coordinator, it, it makes it hard right there uh, the last couple of games of the season. But I, I really like it, and that's all I wanted to say. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Good hearing from you, Kevin. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Now we will uh, uh, we will make an outgoing call. And uh, we'll be talking with Coach Don Dunn when we come back here on the Friday Drive. So stick with us. What's going on, everybody? Jacob, go with ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan here in the uh, studio with Drew at the controls, and we will head to the phones. Welcome in our regular Friday afternoon 5 o'clock guest. That's Coach Don Don. Don, how you doing today? Doing great, Bill. How you doing, Dan? Doing all right, Coach. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah. the story of this late-night uh, get-together. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was good to see him. Yeah, co- been coach, many years. Yeah, I got, I got to. Uh, if I'll, I'll be on the, uh, I'll, I'll be on the road this weekend. I'll bring you a snack or something. Okay, hey, uh, I'll so be some there ca- again tonight. Some some caffeine. You you, you got a you got a preference between Coke and Pepsi? No, I'll just drink coffee. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll find you. I'll find, you know what a black, a black coffee might be what I bring you, Coach. I, I yeah, like to. Uh, I, I appreciate it, but uh, it won't be as wild as last Friday night was with the Georgia game. Holy smokes, they killed me. <laughs> Well, that, but, but that's good. I mean, not yeah. not that they killed oh, yeah. you or anything. No, not oh, yeah. not that. But I mean, the business is yeah. great, and uh, yeah, yeah there, there's still a lot going on this weekend, even with the yes. even with the open date. But uh, let's yeah. let's get your thoughts on that Georgia game. Tough, tough loss, man. They played so hard, and I mean, with six minutes to go in the game, it's still tied. Yes, I was very proud of them. Uh, you know, we hate to lose, but there were so many positives, and. Uh, if you know me, I'm not a guy that likes moral victories, but with the situation we've been in and the problems we've had, I thought it was an excellent, excellent week game for, I mean, a game for us. Uh, like you said, we, we, we had a chance right to the end. I thought our defense played really well. I thought we ran the ball pretty well. 
I wish we would have kicked a field goal. You know, I sound like a fan now right yep. before half, but <laughs> I understand why we didn't. Uh, and I think the players really, really sold out. And I had lunch today with one of the staff members over there, one of the off-the-field guys in the football program. And he said for the first time in two years that the last two games, uh, the A&M game and the Georgia game, you could tell the hurt. There were players, you know, crying, mm-hmm. uh, which he hadn't seen in a while. And that's a good thing. You know, it means that much to him. But I thought it was a great game. The crowd was unbelievable. The TV exposure, the recruits we had on campus, the recruiting aspect, the fans I thought were into it. It was just a great atmosphere. And unfortunately, we came up short, but uh, they knew they were in a football game for sure. That was a Don Dunn football game at times, though. <laughs> I thought, I mean, we had uh, we had Andy Burcham on the show earlier this week. He said he thought Marcus Harris uh, played, you know, one of the, uh, you know, was, was everywhere uh, in, in the game. Yep. Jason Caldwell was on the show earlier this week. He said he thought Marcus Harris played the best game he's played in an Auburn yep. uniform. You know, we were talking about it up in the press box. Like, the Auburn defensive line, I mean, you, there, there were times when you would have liked him to get to the quarterback a little bit earlier, but against right. the run – Hard to ask them to do more than they did against Georgia on Saturday, led by, but not not only Marcus Harris, but but led led by that effort from Marcus. Well, Harris. and and both sides both sides of the ball, the line of scrimmage. I mean, Auburn runs for over two hundred, holds Georgia to yeah. one hundred and seven. That's yeah. you know you you can't expect much more against a team that's got that kind of talent. No, I thought they did a great job, and and I think the D line, and I think all the defense is playing very well. And uh, like I said, when you run for 200 yards against that defense, and uh, that's something to build on. You know, our passing game, you know, needs to improve, and it will. But when you can run the ball for 200 yards against the national champions, and they have some studs up front and linebackers, I was very, very encouraged by that. We Talk- just got to stop that tight end. What a player, huh? Uh, no kidding. Uh, well, he's he's been unstoppable ever since the first <laughs> yeah. time we saw him. I mean – uh, people, you know, have different ideas of you do this, you do that. He's going to be making a ton of money um, yeah. in the NFL for for quite a while as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, no doubt. He's a special uh, special person. Seems like a good kid and a hard mm-hmm. worker, and uh, I'll be glad when he's gone. Well, <laughs> uh, it, there's just no way he'll be back for another year. So, no, so Auburn's no. probably seen him him for the last time mentioned all right we mentioned it's an open date Auburn's got quite a few guys that have been banged up man they 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 lose a starting defensive lineman yeah and uh and and Mo this week um so I mean this is a week that there are quite a few things you want to get done but perhaps the most important is to try to heal up and be as healthy as you can for the for that seven game stretch that starts next week in Baton uh in Baton Rouge yeah, no doubt. This is a week to get well, to get extra treatment, to catch up on your schoolwork, to rest, probably get away from football a little bit. I think the, the gentleman I had lunch with today said they were off today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Had to be back for a 7 o'clock meeting on Sunday. Some of these kids haven't been home probably since July 4th. And uh, it's good for them to get away from the coaches and the coaches to get away from them. I'm sure they've done a lot of uh, self-scouting this week. Uh, what's worked, what hasn't, probably uh, tweak some things. Probably got the young kids a lot of practice. You know, we used to keep the young kids out during open week and scrimmage them, you know, 20 to 30, 40 minutes after everybody else went in. 
And, uh, of course, you know, out recruiting. I know Coach uh, Freed was in uh, Birmingham, uh, hit some high schools after the quarterback meeting club. Then he flew down to Mobile, I believe, and hit mm-hmm. some schools. And I'm sure they're all out tonight for the last couple of days. Yeah, you know, so, you know that that's the other. I, I was thinking recuperation and recruiting. Mm-hmm. That's the, right. that. Those are the words for the week. Yeah, R and R, right? Oh yeah, a little it. different R and R. Coach, yeah, we've we've been talking about some of the other games in the uh, on mm-hmm. the slate. I think A and M Alabama just seems like a fascinating football game, and one of the reasons why. I mean, Alabama's defense has had a standard under Nick Saban for for over a decade. A and M one of the more talented front sevens in all of college football this year and the games in college station. This, this could yeah. be, yeah, this could be sort of a throwback kind of game mm-hmm. with, with the defenses having a big, big say. Yes. That's going to be a very, very intriguing game. And I'm anxious to watch both fronts. Uh, the young man, like I was telling you, I had lunch with today. He said that he was so impressed with A&M front defensive front and coach free said that was probably the best, D-line that he's seen in a while. And, you know, he's seen some good ones. So that's an interesting game. You know, Kentucky and Georgia is an interesting game. LSU and Missouri, very interesting. Yeah, now that one probably yeah. going to be on the other end of the spectrum. I mean, yeah. that's a couple of teams that uh, can sling it. Jaden, between, uh, between Jaden Daniels and Brady Cook, I mean, you're liable to have another game that's got uh, 700 yards passing in it. Yes, uh, it's amazing these offenses and that LS. I'm sorry, the LSU Ole Miss game last week. I've never seen anything like that. I would have had a heart attack at the end of that game. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, Missouri might sneak up on them, and LSU they got some they got some doubters right now. And I'm hoping Missouri kicks their butt. I think that'll help us. I really do. You know, you don't know, but I, I don't know if they'll kick their butts, but. They got a chance. Missouri's got a real chance. Uh, Vandy's at Florida. That's an interesting game. Yeah, there's there's a couple. Florida's of, got to win that one. There's there's a couple of coaches that just really don't want to have to answer the questions that would come after a loss this week. Like what yeah. it would. And yeah. I think I think Jim. I think uh, well, let's say Brian Kelly is, yeah. is 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 on that list. With, He's on that list. Right. Sam Pittman. Yeah. Sam Pittman. Yeah. Even though All they're even though they're a ten All point underdog. Yeah, and, and then yeah, certainly Still. Billy Napier. Uh, cer- yeah. Certainly, on, uh, I, you know, I, Coach, I, I noted earlier in the show that it feels like we're seeing more pronounced home road splits, and by that I mean seems like teams are more different versions of themselves at home versus on the road this year. I wonder if that has to do with how many new players are joining teams every year. If 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 it has to do with, uh, you know, I, I I don't really have a, an explanation for it, but it just feels like this year. There are a lot of examples of, yeah, you, you you saw a team look really hapless on the road, and then they go uh, back home and, and, and they look excellent. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer other than maybe it's just the comfort zone. Like you guys were talking earlier, you feel better at home, you're more familiar with everything, and you know kind of what to expect. And the crowd's usually behind you at home, and so – it's interesting, and like you said, a lot of these guys have never been, you know, in the old days when we had a senior playing, he'd already been to LSU, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, twice. And it's completely different. And uh, the portals change everything like we talk every week. It's, yeah, it's I, don't, I don't know how many of these Alabama players. I mean, I, no. imagine, I imagine a lot of them were there for the game in 21. 
that yeah. that that A won. Yeah, they don't have as many guys that are that have come from the portal, but they've got a lot of young guys that may not have right, been right. to A and M. Never made this type. And you know, you were out there, Bill. That place will be rocking the oh, ball. Oh, you're right. You're right. It will be. It'll be loud. I mean, this one, this is their biggest chance. I mean, we yeah. heard it a couple of weeks ago with Ole Miss that that was their biggest chance to try to make a big step toward playing in Atlanta. But those are the two Western teams, Western Division teams that have never played in the SEC title game, Ole Miss and A&M. And this is a huge opportunity for A&M. Yeah. That's no. unbelievable. Well, it's yeah. more unbelievable for A&M with the talent they've been bringing yeah. in for the last few yeah. years. So there's a lot of pressure on those guys. I mean, whoo. But uh, it is every week in this league, as you guys know. And you talked about easier. Yeah, and you you mentioned it a while ago, and we were we were talking about that too. What's better? I've had some people ask me. Well, you know, what's better for Auburn? The best thing for Auburn is for LSU to lose this weekend and and uh, be uh, you know fighting amongst themselves and disappointed and and knowing that they're out of the 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 championship. If if LSU looks excellent this week, Coach, I'm not going to feel great about Auburn's chances going to Baton Rouge, considering this game tomorrow's on the road. Right. Well, you know, I don't know, but I, I do hope that they, they they don't play very well tomorrow. And <laughs> I, I hope that because I know what will happen, and you guys do too, they will, like you say, fighting among themselves, the fan base, they're crazy anyway, and it's going to be – they're going to be putting out fires and, and hopefully not mm-hmm. concentrating so much on, on Auburn. Then you're going to have disgruntled players, and, uh, you know, they listen and hear all that stuff, so – I'd like to see him get waxed tomorrow. They were they were in some they were in some trouble two years ago when Auburn went to Baton Rouge and won. Right, yes. that had that season had not been harmonious to that point. Ed Orgeron no, was still right. the uh, was still the yeah. coach then, and I mean it was the sort of the yeah. you know it, it it made it only made things worse for uh, exactly uh, for, for the LSU coach two years ago. Yeah, I, I, I can't can't wait. I mean Auburn's uh, Auburn's not in the chair tomorrow. Uh, you know it's it's some other teams' turn. Uh, but I'm yeah. uh, I'm I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to the slate tomorrow, coach. Yeah, it'll be a fun day. Uh, I can't believe it's already what, week six or something like that. Yeah, we're about halfway Ridiculous. through. Wow. It is It is crazy. Well, uh, you, you're going to have another, uh, I guess, early morning. And for Dan, it's a late night. For you, it's an early yeah, morning. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a night owl, man. It was good to see him, though. I usually always see a raccoon or a, <laughs> a rat or a, not a rat, a raccoon. I saw a fox one night. Uh some homeless people. Hey, there, there was a hedgehog out here. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're right behind you. Coach, coach, the station's I, yeah. right behind you. There's a hedgehog. I swear coach, that lives out coach, here. Coach, I've been all of those. I've been all of those things at different times. All right, I've been, I've, all of those labels have applied to me. I got you. Me too, in my old days, buddy. Uh, Don, uh, it's, it's great spending a little time with you. Uh, take care. Don't don't work uh, don't work too hard. Get enough sleep, and uh, okay. and uh, and we will talk to you again next week. I, I, I'm so glad you guys have me on. Appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah. Again, great. it was great to see you, Coach. Uh, you glad too. glad you're safe. well. Thank you, guys. Bye. Coach Don Dunn joins us every Friday at around 5.15. Yeah, we really look forward to uh, spending a little, little time uh, with the coach. All right, we will get to our bottom of the hour break. We're wide open on the other side. Love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on anything going on in sports uh, this weekend when we uh, come back here on the Friday Drive. ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final 20, a little over 20 minutes here on the Friday Drive. 
All right, again, our thanks to Coach Don Dunn joining us this hour. Scott Bagwell, voice of Auburn High, on with us in the first hour and a huge ball game coming up with a pregame in a little less than an hour over on Wings 94.3, 6.30 pregame for Auburn Opelika from Bulldog Stadium tonight. We'd love, we'd love for you to join in. We've got, uh, got some time left. And phone lines open at 334-321-1390. Yeah, we've got some uh, we got some some basketball on the horizon. We talked some basketball earlier this week with Andy Bircham and uh, Justin Ferguson. Practice uh, getting uh, get, getting fired up, and uh, some some folks been able to watch uh, that. First game is about a month away. Auburn and uh, Baylor. Yeah. in South Dakota. We were just looking. At the Auburn USC game, uh, which is going to be one of the bigger games uh, that certain—I mean, pr- probably to that point in the history of the building, USC coming to town constitutes the biggest out-of-conference game Auburn's ever played. Especially if USC lives up to preseason expectations, I think they'll be a top ten team, uh, m- maybe top fifteen. But that's going to be a really big game. Uh, when uh, when USC comes to town in December, that game right around Christmas, uh, we, we were uh, we were looking at the, uh, the the schedule for that one, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting uh, exciting year. And then then conference play gets started. And I think Arkansas is the opener in conference play, which will be I mean, what a way to get going uh, when uh, when you start playing SEC teams, take on one of the teams that'll be uh, picked near the top of the league uh, as, uh, as as Auburn's competition for the yeah, really really excited about the start title. of basketball yeah. season as we here we are midway. Through football, we've got uh, call holding. Uh, let me remind you, hour number two of the drive. I mentioned the orthopedic clinic a little earlier, but they are the sponsor of hour number two. Uh, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And let's get to the phone. And Bill is up next. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. I, I really enjoy Coach Dunn's uh, segments on uh, Friday. He, He's been there and done it, uh, and it's always uh, good to get that perspective. Good name. Like, Bill, that'd be a good name for his memoir. Been, been yeah. there and done it. Been there and done it. The Don Dunn story. And, yeah, uh, D-U-N-N-I-T. D-U it. D-U-N-N it. And a couple of years ago when you had uh, Tubbs on, it was great to listen to Tubbs because he, you know, he had been there and done it, and he, he was successful, and – I remember him talking about, you know, some coaches that were struggling. Everybody thought we'd do well. And Dancing Dan. He talked about, he <laughs> talked about, he sure did. He was talking about Dancing Dan Mullen. Yeah, you talk, he, he was talk about you've got to be organized. And, you know, it was always great to get that perspective for somebody who's actually, you know, been there and, and done it and done it well. So um, I really enjoy those, uh, those segments you have on the, the former uh, coaches and, and players. Um, and the sports changed some, Bill, but not. Not to the point where the stuff Don Dunn talks about is is uh, isn't uh, applicable, right? Like th- it still it still applies what what oh, Don, yeah. what Don Dunn is talking yeah. about, and uh, you know as long as as long as blocking and tackling make up a big part of football, like I feel like a lot of the stuff Don Dunn talks about is going to be relevant uh, to, uh, to, oh, yeah. to 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 what what yeah. makes a winning team. You didn't see the scores like you're seeing now, when and and when he coached, it's like I said. But at the, by the, at the uh, end of the day, it's blocking and tackling, and in most cases, who has better players than the other. Um, I'm going to LSU next week. Uh, I'm going to have to take uh, Coach Dunn's um, 
theory, and and uh, I'm going to root against LSU. Well, I root against them every week anyway. It seems like, but uh, I think it will be to our advantage uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, come in there next Saturday night and you know take on a team that's uh, maybe maybe struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, you you got you got to play all the advantages you can get. But I've got us a good. I, you know, after Saturday. You know that, that was the kind of game where the kids were in it right to the end. There was no; it was just Georgia just made a good play right at the end, and and um, they were in it. They could have won that game, and they know that now. I know now. I believe they think they can win another game, and you know. It, but it'll you know LSU scores a lot of points, but um, maybe if Missouri can uh, do something with them tomorrow, it you know may open up some things for the Auburn coaches to uh, explore, you know, one week to the next, you know, these coaches, are they, if somebody's struggling, the, the, the team's coming up next, those coaches go right to work on trying to, to explore that. And, and uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's that. And that's one of the Hugh Freeze talked about. This is the week to assess, reassess, figure what you do well, but you've got a little extra time to see what, that Achilles heel may be on another team that you can go after it. I mean, uh, it'll be that, that is a huge advantage with LSU playing tomorrow. The last two weeks they have, they have been torched defensively. If the same continues tomorrow, you know that they're, they're going to be working on some things to try to attack the, the weaknesses that they're seeing from LSU. And the weakness will be, uh, Dan Jenkins may come out and correct a few things, but it, I've always believed this. By the fifth or sixth week of the season, brother, you are who you are, and you, you may tweak a few things, but you are who you are. That, oh, it's so it's tough to be a defense that's had real problems, and, and this is probably true of a passing offense too. You know, here, here locally, it's tough to be a defense that's had real problems three, four games into conference play. And yeah. say, all right, we're going to flip the switch, right, and just and, fix it, and we're and we're going to fix that. it at that point. But yeah, at some point, LSU probably has more talent to yes. work with than most do for a team that's you know struggled defensively. You know, you know what? And and it's it's low on the list of priorities. The impact that Greg Brooks not being on the field has, but it matters. He is a great I'll, he is a great safety, and I mean, I know LSU has talent without him, but he was battle tested, and he was a guy making a lot of calls in, in that secondary. Mm-hmm. And now, the, you know, without him, and without him on very short notice, right? This isn't like, oh, he got hurt in the spring. Like, this is a guy they thought they were going to have. But suddenly, he's not, he's not there with a, a a very serious medical situation. And, yeah, I, uh, I hated to hear that. Yeah, and, with, and without him, um, with, without him, that secondary looks lost at sea. Yeah, and one last thing. Um, uh, I'm sure some – now, Dan Jenkins came in to – assists for the rest of the season. I'm sure he took somebody's place. Well, uh, <laughs> I think right now he is just sort of an analyst, uh, but there's been a lot of talk around Baton Rouge that they may they may create a spot for him to be an on-the-field coach. Okay. Yeah. He's a consultant, I think, right? I think that that's what the, the word is, even though LSU has not said officially what his title is or what position that he has. Somebody would have to step off the field for him to step on it. That is exactly right. And well, and there's um, Matt House is the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach. He was uh, uh, he he was Brian Kelly's hire. He was previously with the Chiefs. He had been a defensive coordinator 
uh, at Kentucky earlier in his career. He'd also been at some other uh, schools, Pittsburgh, I, I believe. But he's he's somebody that uh, has has been the DC. I think he's the one taking. Oh, he's taking the heat. Mo- most no of the heat. And if, and if a change were made, you know, I, I wonder if he he might be the guy relieved of command. Yeah, Pete's been well, Pete's been a coordinator as well as a longtime defensive line coach. Pete Jenkins is up in his. He's pretty old, isn't he? Well, yeah, he started he started coaching. He finished, I believe, he finished school in the mid '60s. So, Holy Michael. Yeah, so he's probably around eighty. That's a. He's older than you and me, Bill. That, that's amazing <laughs> that he's still around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Right, uh, Pete's a great. He is a great guy. Uh, that's one oh, thing. Yeah. He, he's yeah, a, he's another one. You know what? A lot of defensive line coaches are just really, really good people. Yeah. Well, I hope he's not great next next Saturday night. Warrior. I hear you. Appreciate the call, Bill. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join us as we head on up toward the top of the hour here on the drive. Attention, large property owners and. Advanced